everybody and welcome to the spread. Today I'm very excited because I have a male guest in the house. Uh, my friend Matthew. Matthew, how do you pronounce your surname? It's Nakitare. Nakitare. How do you spell that? Uh, that's N-A-K-I-T-A-R-E. Nakitare. Where is that from? Um, well, you know, on first blush, some people think it's Japanese. Or it does kind of sound like... Is, um, it, is that Finnish? Hentai-ish. <laughs> I get Maasai a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Rwandese. Uh, but no, it's from Western Kenya. Is it? Yeah. Ah, and we're from the same place, kind of. Kind of, right, yeah. around Kitale. Mount Elgin. Mount Elgin. Yeah. yeah, those are our people That's right, right. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So like ward in the past. Yes, uh, yes, and, and we're pretty pockets. sure that our parents know each other somehow. Probably, Yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure they do. I'm yeah. sure there was a... Gosh, we might be related. Well, I think we should... Um, what was that? We should check that out. We should probably check that or out. Do, sooner do rather than later. Tree. So no awkwardness in space. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, so here's my fiancé. Uh, no, you're not like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Exactly. We don't want your kids going out with six drinks and six toes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so welcome to the show, Matthew. Welcome Thanks. to the spread. And the reason that I have Matthew on today is because he is a sex-positive male in the community. And one... Oh, yes. And there are... <laughs> Few and far between who are just open about sexuality, like you are, which is great. And I think our introduction to sex positivity was a, a all the lube you delivered to my house. Uh, yeah, the other day. <laughs> yeah. It's a great company, um, and I think I think that's the kind of stuff you should bring to Kenya. I think so too. I'm gonna yeah. look into guys. Let me know what you think. Actually, what are your thoughts on buy? Like, I mean, the um, the lube that we have in Kenya is very limited, and then it's not very good either. And so it would be nice to have a variety. What do you guys feel about, like, um, lube? Like, what are you using? I mean, personally, I think we had this conversation earlier as well. Pers like, I would, I just, I always, I'm always drawn to, like, coconut oil. It's just, like, the perfect lubrication. For me, it works. You can eat it. It's good for your gum. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's an antibacterial. It's good for your vagina. It makes for really good hand jobs. Yes, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you say, coconut oil is good for the outside and the inside of your yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are. Send us an email on the spreadkenya at gmail.com. So, Matthew, because I enjoy having conversations about sex, I randomly just enjoy having very random conversations about sex and sexuality with you. Cool, yeah. And so Matthew and I were having dinner the other night. This was after Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yes. After watching Jesus Christ Superstar, which was a great play. A so great kudos game. to the cast and crew of that show, by the way. Um, and then we start. How did we even get into the topic? So let me just say that the topic is male genital mutilation. Ouch, Kaz. I know. <laughs> I would almost say uh, male circumcision. But you see... No. Right. So okay. Con I mean, controversial. Yeah. Right. Well, male circumcision is not controversial. It's not. Yeah. However, depending on how one phrases it. Okay. So if I say male genital mutilation, then it sounds controversial. In a country. A lot like of I, I mentioned it to a friend of mine who's a feminist, like human rights lawyer, yeah. and she was just like, "Excuse me, what the fuck are you talking about? Male genital mutilation? What about the?" F I was just like, you, and all, it, it was like her first time. I told her stories about how. Well, we're gonna get into it. Look, I, I don't want to like. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. But go ahead, Matthew. Well, just just riffing on that. I mean, how we got into the conversation. Yeah. Well, I think it was after. So it was after we're having dinner. Um, and I was probably rambling, as I often do. Yes, which is why you're here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you. 
if I ramble too much, just, just let me know. No, go. <laughs> Lead the way. Um, but I think I brought it up because this had been in the back of my mind for a long time. I mean, I'd been reading the newspaper, Kenya, the local news, Standard Nation, and The Star, um, and had encountered these, these series of articles, I think it was either two or three articles, that were talking about specifically um, men being kidnapped, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and forced to undergo a traditional circumcision because that these, are, these are circumcised men who've been circumcised in the hospital. Wow. And they were kidnapped by members of their own community to be circumcised again because you know, some elder said their hospital circumcision was not legitimate. Wow. Which is pretty, pretty intense. Because the question is, is like, all right, you've been circumcised once. How are you going to get circumcised again? Yeah, what's left? <laughs> exactly. I mean, just like, I mean, I mean, talk about, I mean, it's just this whole spectrum of community versus the individual, culture, modernity, yeah. um, the rights of, the rights of an individual. Yeah. You know, I mean, that most sensitive private part of your body being, um, you know, something is being forced upon it. Yeah. And, and we do have this, you know, there's a difference between female circumcision. Or yeah. FGM, Genital right, mutilation. Exactly. And male circumcision. Yeah. You can, you know, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> call, call by another term as well in terms yeah. of if you want to use mutilation. But, um, but just, so, I mean, I was really perplexed by that. And so I was, yeah, I think it's also very strange, like just what to call it, like the, the genital mutilation versus the circumcision. Yeah. And I think, I think in my head, in order for me to wrap those words around like genital mutilation, it seems more forced. Like, for example, the men who are kidnapped and forced into this like secondary circumcision, mm-hmm. it's, it's assault. Yeah. Right, yeah. So um, and and young girls in Kenya who are forced to then cut off their clitoris is it's also it's non-consensual. So I mean these young girls don't have a choice in it. It's customary law, so to speak. Right. But then there is men who choose to to get circumcised circumcised when they're older. But there's also girls. I met a girl who chose to get circumcised mm. when she was older, and she went to the hospital and did it the quote unquote proper way, mm. if ever there was such a thing mm, like so, yeah. yeah so so back to this kidnapping story so which i couldn't find i was trying to so i have like a stack of 50 newspapers at my house yeah i did read <laughs> i tried to find it couldn't find it online yeah. so i don't think the, the but the i news read organizations databases are like optimized for yeah. that kind of search or the, the articles it's just annoying because you know you know if i talk about something i like to be able to point to yeah like, of course where I got it from. yeah yeah and but i couldn't find good it. for you for saying that um, I'm just like, I was reading one of the articles that you sent me, and mm. these men, they come knocking at your door, and then apparently they tie you to the back of a border border. I read something in one of those articles, I was just like, I, first of all, there's a border border running through the village with a man tied to the back of it. Yeah. And, and it's like everyone is out, everyone knows what's going to happen. That's crazy. I mean, this is like the thing, like, you know, it's called, the article I think is in the star, you know, mm-hmm. they're known for their sort of, uh, you know. Um, sort of left field. Sort of exact. Well, like you know, it's, it's very headline grabbing. You know, eyeball grabbing. Of course. So like knife these rapists go around. They They're selling papers. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. So they, were, they they call these guys knife rapists, which uh, makes a lot of sense. You know, and and targeting not only uh, men but women as well. You know. Really. Just going door to door essentially. Um, and 
<laughs> the article ends with, you know, some people. Oh, and, and another thing, the, these previous articles I read, which I can't find, annoyingly. Mm. Um, you know, some of these guys were hiding out in police stations, you know. Because the guys who were the kidnappers? The guys who were under threat of being recircumcised. Hiding, okay. in, hiding in police stations. It was a, a pointed example of one guy. Yeah. But, you know, the, the police officers, in another instance, talked about, you know, it's a classic case of, like, blaming the victim. Like, these people aren't going to, you know, the people who've been forcibly circumcised aren't coming forward, and that's a real problem. They yeah. need to come forward and stop being afraid. They're just kind of like, all right, man, talk about, you know, cultural yeah. practices, stigma, fear. Okay. So let me just get this straight. Um, according, and I'm not sure if it's a, if it's law, if it's customary law, or it's just a customary practice, circumcision in the first place, yeah. which, by the way, is not necessary. Circumcision is not necessary. Well, yes, okay, I understand. However, I, I, I really want to say that um, in terms of initiation ceremony, yeah, it's an, like it's a rite an, of passage. Rite of passage. These are incredibly important. Yeah, in many ways. Um, so I grew up between two cultures, right? between Kenya and the United States. In the United States, there was really not like, the level, at least in my experience, of that kind of initiation ceremony mm -hmm. from, from from manhood to adulthood. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> from like boyhood to, to, to manhood, yeah. from girlhood to womanhood. Yeah. Right. Uh, whereas if we look at the example of Western Kenya uh, or other communities around in Kenya and around the region, mm -hmm. that these initiation ceremonies are, are huge. And circumcision is... Yes, the surgical operation that uh, signifies your uh, your transition. Yeah. However, that's surrounded by uh, pain. A, 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 pain, sure, but a huge number of ceremonies. Yeah, you know, the, you know, advice about how to be a man, and, how to and that just being yourself. one of them. That just being one of them. Yeah, exactly. However, uh, you know, part of what um, we're talking about is uh, when when it goes wrong, right? Yeah, and, and that's really the headline grabbing. These are the headline grabbing stories. Knife rapists go around, or men, you know, under threat of being recircumcised. Yeah. Uh, you know, boys who get, who are being circumcised, but the circumciser, you know, slips, and you know, in the case of a, a thirteen-year-old boy, I think from two years ago, he gets his penis amputated, oh my or God. you know, or infections that occur, or um, you know, uh, sharing of the same circumcision knife and not proper oh, disinfection between each um, each initiate. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's. Uh, transfer exactly so perhaps HIV or the bloodborne diseases yeah so all these kinds of issues yeah. how are the communities and and government and NGOs have been making huge efforts to ensure that um, there's proper sterilization between circumcisions that circumcisors uh, are sober yeah you know, and that, of course that, and, the, the and not trained. like drinking vodka and wiping their pangas <laughs> with exactly. said vodka exactly <laughs> i mean recently there's been like certificates issued yeah. and you know proper medical training so it's still within the within you know respecting culture mm. um, but also making sure that it's as safe as possible and uh, and this kind of safety like this kind of hospital circumcision is not recognized customarily because uh, I mean, obviously, it stems from the idea that like the boy should be left in the forest for I, I don't know how many days it is. Yeah, I'm not and sure exactly. He, yeah, I mean, and then he's like, I mean, I think the the initial stories come from like having to fight a lion with the, with your bare hands and right. I think uh, that was like the the, exactly that was like the initial initiation period from right. boyhood to manhood. Yeah. 
And um, so these knife rapists don't recognize sterile circumcision as as an actual initiation. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, if, if I could just uh, add to that, um, also like uh, you know, from what I've from what I've read, right? Um, looking at sort of Western Kenya, especially the the Luya community, mm -hmm. um, there's also this division between those who were circumcised traditionally mm -hmm. and those who were circumcised in hospital. And the biggest difference is this: it's how much of a man are you? And it, basically, it's it's anesthesia versus no anesthesia, right? Mm -hmm. um, so traditionally, like a lot of, and this is all out there. Uh, people, you know, people want to read up more about it. Um, I mean, it's it's um, you know, um, sort of all the initiates are lined up, and then you're surrounded by a community. It, and this is the sort of the culmination of a whole uh, you know month, <laughs> a month or two of uh, you know ceremonies and just you know. Um, sort of everything like that um, mm. but you you stand in front of your community and are and are and are circumcised virtually without anesthesia without anything like that and, and then you're not supposed to cry you're right? not supposed to cry or wince or, or flinch um jeez you're not supposed to wince or flinch <laughs> exactly um, crazy crazy which is you know, do they like pump you with like alcohol first i don't think so i think it's 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 so you've been you've been preparing for Okay. Okay. Understandable. Uh, so know. this is this is kind of like the end. It's the last thing that you do after having done like a, a series of. It's sort of it's sort of the the, the apogee. It's the, it's the yeah. climax. And yeah. then on either side, you know, the, the healing period, and then you being um, sort of instructed on the ways of, of manhood. Now that mm -hmm. you you are entering manhood, now you've you've done this, um, you've been circumcised. Um, you're a man now, and then you um, are instructed on on how to behave what to do, all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's just this massive initiation ceremony. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, and I completely went blind. It's going to come back to you, It'll don't come worry. Back. It'll yeah. come back. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get you back. Okay, thanks. Yes, I think we're going to get you back. I think my, I think my listeners are going to like you. Uh, it's like very sexy voice. Even uh, though you're talking about circumcision, it's just like, oh, yes, more, please. Oh, my God, more circumcision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, on the topic of circumcision, mm. um, First, I'm gonna ask your man, are you circumcised? And it's very personal. Oh, it's fine, I mean, it's, yeah, I am. Okay, so did you get circumcised as a child or as like a teenager? I was circumcised as a child. Okay. Yeah, and there's a funny story about that, which oh, I pray won't tell. go into. Oh, no, you have to, because well, this is the place to maybe go into. Exactly, maybe, maybe in a later, 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 um, uh, later episode, but it wasn't, it wasn't hospital, so I didn't go through the uh, traditional. Yeah. Um, you know, process. Yeah, which which is which is now more common. A lot of um, young boys get circumcised at birth. Yeah. Well, I'm well, not sure if it's at birth. Well, you know, in the United States, it's it's incredibly common. Uh, what, circumcision. circumcision or Cir no? Circumcision at birth. Okay. However, that could be a holdover of Victorian, uh, you know, uh, methods. You know, because yeah. you know the English promoted circumcision in the Victorian era as mm -hmm. a way of. Reducing masturbation, uh -huh. which, as you know, the circumcised penis you cannot masturbate with. Yeah, it doesn't work. Of course. So obviously that uh, that technology yeah. is incredibly effective. <laughs> yes, yes, because a lot of the circumcised men are not having sex. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, it's, well, they might or be having sex. It's just masturbation. But no exactly, pleasure. No masturbation. Okay, so no masturbation, but yes, you can have sex. And for you only can... for procreation, though. Okay. Exactly. Otherwise, it's not for fun. Not for fun. Okay. That's not allowed. 
I mean, and it's so interesting, just like all of the religion that comes into play <clears throat> with circumcision. OMG, when I was in high school, <laughs> my we we were like a, a trio. <laughs> ah, three sound. Nice. It's a trio. Uh, my best friend and I, um, this girl, and we were friends with this guy. Okay. Um, and he uh, he comes from a tribe community in Kenya that don't that don't get circumcised. Uh, and there are many. Yes. By the way. Yes. One of them. Yes. And we used to make fun of him, but just like for fun, you know, it's just like we were always joking, like they would have something to make fun of me of and we'd make fun of the other girl and we'd make fun of him. We'd always make fun of him for not being circumcised. Mm. And one holiday he went home and he came back and he was circumcised. And it was just because like how her and I used to tease him. Uh, specifically? He points to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, God rest his soul. He died two years ago. Oh, um, but um I mean, it was just like we, it was like holidays were over and we came back to school and then we started like with the teasing again. And then he was like, actually, I got circumcised during the holidays. I was like, you fucking kidding me. He's like, yeah. Like, why would you do that? And I don't know. I like, I don't know if it like, if he took like personal offense to it. I mean, we remained best friends until his dying day. Mm. But then I'm not entirely sure if it was because of that, if there's an insecurity which would be really interesting to know how people feel about being cut versus being uncut. And if there is like an insecurity that comes around, um, uh, you know, if you're not circumcised, hanging out with people that are, um, is there like, please tell me the truth, Matthew, do people, do boys look at each other's penises when they go to pee in the bathroom? Tell me the truth. Of course. Yeah? yeah, you gotta sneak a peek, right? But why are you sneaking a peek? Is it because you're trying to compare it to your penis? What's the truth behind men looking at <laughs> other men's penises in the bathroom? Well, I think I think there's it's multi-layered. Okay. Right, but I think I think just in general, I mean, if you're at the urinals, it's mm -hmm. almost you know, I mean, there's there's entire jokes about this. You know, there's a you know hilarious series of banned adverts on YouTube mm -hmm. that sort of you know touch on this subject. But um, I think it's a pretty normal thing. You know, peripheral vision, man. Is, uh, is a powerful force. I, oh, but, okay, what is the actual? It's just like by mistake kind of thing, or yeah, like mean, is there a reason a, behind the glimpse? I mean, you know, sometimes I mean, some you know, if your guy is into other guys, mm -hmm. you'd probably check out other guys. I, I can get that part. That part I get, but for straight boys, I mean, like if you're the if, if you're the gym, I mean, like in high school, right? Yeah, everybody gets naked in the locker rooms. Yeah, I mean, you know, so you sneak and, a peek. You know, dicks are just flopping out. Yes. So, <laughs> Say it again. And I think there's always... <laughs> dicks are just flopping out. Guys. <laughs> but, you know, there's a, you're always going to be, like, comparing yourself to other guys. Uh, is his bigger than mine? Da -da 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 -da. Like, you know, is my penis weird? Mm. Uh, are other people's penises weird? <laughs> yes, and this all boils down to, um, like... Education, sex education amongst men as well. Yeah, true, and I think with the, with the lack with the, of true with the advent of um, free, easily accessible pornography on the internet as well, yeah. uh, there could be a, a huge amount of um, a male penis dysmorphia. Yeah, I'm talking about body dysmorphia. Yeah. Oh, my my body's not good enough. I'm it's not like, weird enough. Yeah. I'm not beautiful enough. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Penis dysmorphia. I'm not. You know, it's it's similar to um, like body shame with women and sure, models yeah. looking in magazines. Right, exactly. And I'm not skinny enough, or totally my tits aren't enough, enough, or whatever. Exactly, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I think it's a nat natural thing to do. Yeah. Humans is, you know, compare ourselves to others. It's kind of inescapable. Yeah. But it's always, you know, that 
kind of what do we do with those thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. What you were talking about, about your friend who went home one holiday and got circumcised. Yeah. I think that ties into, this is huge cultural hegemony that we also have in some, some areas of Kenya. Um, because like, for example, there were some incidences in 2014 in Moisbridge during the Bukusu circumcision ceremony, or a season, which let's say starts July, circumcision happens in August, you know, and it kind of wraps up, let's say, early October. I mean, these are kind of rough dates, but so July, August. Is there say. a reason for that time of year? I think it, gosh, when it accumulates with probably harvest time, short rains, just trying to remember. I actually, I actually don't know what the, when exactly, but traditionally it's usually around mm. August, let's mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Um, but a huge, uh, you know, a number of Trucana mm. and Teso and Luo mm-hmm. uh, men who were sort of under threat of being circumcised. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's one article that the guy was talking about his uncle who'd been dragged out of his own house. Mm-hmm. First, the guys had stolen his bicycle, then they dragged him out of his house and circumcised him, mm-hmm. and then just left him. So, and because he was part of, you know, there's some Bukus who are being quoted as, you know, these uncircumcised people are part of our community. They mm-hmm. need to respect our uh, Tradition. traditions. And, and therefore, they must be men, especially if they're going to be, you know, uh, sleeping with or marrying some of our women. Mm. And so it brings in some pretty delicate, I mean, some pretty obvious, but also pretty kind of complicated questions about culture, hegemony, you know, human rights, let's even say. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like, you know, if you come from a culture that doesn't circumcise and yeah. you move to a place where everybody else is circumcised, mm. Is it their right to force you? Of, of course and not. To, and to have like an unsanitary circumcision by just some, you know, maybe... Randoms. By some random dudes that are just going to leave you by the side of the road after yeah. they cut off your foreskin. I so mean, you know, it's it's just like... So we're just talking... I'm just talking about like the, the negative aspects of <laughs> some cultural practices, yeah. which is not to say that all, you know... And obviously um, these um, practices... Well, there's not too many stories that you can find on them. There's obviously a lot more stories about about girls that you find online. Right. There's not very many stories you find about guys. But based off of all the articles that you've read and all the research you've done, Matthew, oh my gosh. is there so like much. is there any repercussions? Is the is the government doing anything? Is it obviously mm. what they're doing is illegal? Yeah. Mm. But is there anything that's written about like consequences? These men have been arrested. If anything happens, that any of these, not it's just they're I, telling the story. That's exactly. it. Exactly. I, I think the follow up is, is the big thing, right? Yeah. The, the news, you know, news is all about the big splash and yeah. you know the, the, the shock value in many ways. Yeah. Right? You know, there's often <laughs> maybe not the time, it's, the resources to follow up with, you know, three months, six months, a year, five years down the line, yeah. what has happened to this guy who was. Um, forced and a part of his body was uh, amputated, right? Um, And, you know, so on the one hand, you have um, the importance of initiation ceremonies, right? This Mm. transition from childhood to adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and you know, which, which, um, you know, communities that don't circumcise do their own initiation ceremonies. Mm -hmm. Those that do, um, obviously circumcise, but it's like, Mm -hmm. how much of your own culture are you going to impose on other people? 
And especially in something that's so part of your body that's so delicate mm. that actually, if you make a mistake, can lead to amputation of the penis, um, uh, infection of the penis, which can lead to gangrene, which can lead to amputation. Mm. Um, just this sense of, you know, as men, you know, you know, what is the archetype of man? Strong leader of his community, leader of his family, able to protect himself and the people he loves and cares about. However, when you're, when you're dragged out of your own home and held down, uh, and you know, violated in that way. But All right. How is that supposed to make you more? Of a how's, man? how does that make you feel? So talking about the stigma and like where, like where these. I mean, it'd be fascinating to to have a conversation with uh, these guys who um, you know who were forcibly circumcised. Ask them, you know, mm. you know, how does this how does this make you feel? Like where where are you now? What what what, what do you think should be? The protections. And then how, how do people around, how do people around that person, like the community, help that person deal with that? Oh. Is it just a, like man up, man up, man up? Right. Can you imagine how... Or handle depressed? the pain. It's painful to handle the pain. Yeah. The pain makes you mad, which is another oh aspect of... Oh my gosh. Of it's just like we're breeding a society of angry, like hurt, depressed, dysfunctional men. <laughs> and then but and I then we often, and yes, I mean, I think it's definitely one of the reasons. It's this, like, we live in a society where a lot of women are, uh, are, a lot of women are abused by men, but then because a lot of men are abused, because hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And it's just exactly. like a cyclical thing that's happening in our society. And the men are hurting the women because the men are being hurt themselves mm. because they're being forced to become more manly and be more ma and and then that the violence that is exerted upon the men is the same violence that they exert upon women mm. and then it's just interesting so yeah it's just like never ending yeah. it's a spiral and it's a downward spiral mm. so kind of on that tangent actually talking about so going back to like sensitivity Mm -hmm. Circumcised versus uncircumcised, um, and also, so one of the main reasons, like, you know, what is the reason circumcision is so prevalent? Uh, sorry, let me ask. You know, what's a good thing? Why is circumcision good? Okay, so according to um, certain statistics, it reduces the rate of HIV, the rate of HIV. Right. Yeah. And right. how true is that? From from the WHO, <laughs> the World mm -hmm. Health Organization. Mm -hmm. um, Voluntary, what is it? VMMC, voluntary, voluntary male, uh, voluntary medical male circumcision. Mm -hmm. uh, studies have said for a long time have reduced reduced the rate of HIV transmission by between thirty and sixty percent. Um, so. So, there's there's a question here, and, and Museveni, uh, the president of Uganda, said, mm. said in like two years ago at a circumcision ceremony. Um, with the Bukusu and the Bugisu, which are the same community, the ones in Uganda, the ones in, in, in Western Kenya. Mm. Um, so the, and, and Museveni himself is from a community that doesn't circumcise. Mm -hmm. But he said, guys, don't be stupid. I'm paraphrasing. He said that everyone in attendance at the circumcision ceremony, don't be stupid. Circumcision does not mean you won't get AIDS. So there's this huge, there's been a big mm. sort of, like yeah. a disconnect in, in the in the communication. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, so if we get circumcised, it means that we won't be able to get, we can have unprotected sex and we won't be able to contract HIV. Exactly. And another thing, like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has what? There's like a, it's like a multi-million dollar prize 
for whoever can develop a better feeling condom. Mm. Um, and if you want to talk about, so, so there's a few different there's ideas. There's something of we can do. <laughs> exactly. There we go. <laughs> so like, Musebeni says, like, guys, don't be stupid. Uh, circumcision doesn't mean you won't get AIDS. Mm. So there's, 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 a, there's a cultural myth that if you get circumcised, you won't get AIDS, mm. right? And so could that be that men are having, or there's, a, there's an idea that I'm, I'm circumcised so I can have sex without a condom mm. and I won't get AIDS. Mm. All right, some of the, the data... Um, shows that that could be a fact. The right? data shows that that could be a fact. And it's, and it's because of this difference when you... So, um, so right, just, in just technically, remove the foreskin and the, the head of the penis is... Uh, it, the skin changes. Yeah. It morphs from, uh, from a mucous membrane. It keratinizes, so it becomes harder. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's no longer mucous membrane, mm. which is... Uh, according to some studies, you know, uh, much Carry. more easily penetrable by viruses and, you know, just a, a more sensitive, delicate okay. skin that can it, withstand, you know, tearing or trauma, mm -hmm. you know, and thus, thus create pathways for bacteria and viruses. Mm. So remove the foreskin, penis heads, um, then the penis, you know, it hardens so it has less mucous membrane. Yeah. Um, so, okay, there's that. However, I've read a study, re two studies recently that said the... Um, the mucous membrane in in the foreskin and is similar to mucous membrane in the vagina, and they both have these. I might be pronouncing this wrong, but uh, Lanergan's cells, mm -hmm. um, which were thought. There's a 2007 uh, uh, research paper that says these cells are responsible for basically grabbing HIV and then shoving, you know, giving it to T cells. Okay. And so these cells. You must remove the foreskin because it has a huge number of these Lanergan cells, mm. which are bad. <laughs> Essentially, this is very, very basic. So mm. my apologies, um, but I encourage everyone to to look at Doctor Google. Right, Doctor Google. <laughs> That's the way to go. <laughs> so, so, so one side was saying like, uh, foreskin has a huge amount of these cells, so these cells are bad. So you must. Uh, so if you remove the foreskin, fewer, fewer, um, fewer of these cells. Anyway, that's, that's the one side. However, I read a recent study that came out in like 2014 is that actually these Lanergan cells, when they're healthy, when the, when the body's got a good immune system, that these cells will actually destroy HIV. Okay. So mm. you're kind of like, then the question becomes, right, science is imperfect. We're always learning more as we you know, go along uh, as human endeavor sort of advances. Um, so the question is, it's like, in five or ten years, are we going to discover that actually there is no net benefit to circumcision? Circumcision, circumcision specifically for HIV reduction. Mm -hmm. And also, should it have just been abstinence, you know, ABC? Yeah. Abstinence, be faithful, and condoms mm -hmm. rather than ABC and C. Mm. Circumcision. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So I don't know. These are just like <laughs> this is so these are just ideas. That are just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is so fascinating. So it's an, and because so that also ties into like uncircumcised men being unclean. Yes, uncircumcised hygiene. men being yes. dirtier. Yes. Which now with soap and water is a pretty easy thing. To yeah, fix, yeah. Right? Uncircumcised men being because I mean actually uncleanliness is uncleanliness. If you're an unclean man, you're an unclean man. Period. <laughs> or woman. If you don't shower. You're just a person who doesn't shower. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or if you're not, you know, just like really meticulous about your. Hygiene, mm. you're, you know, you have, you have to wash your penis properly. Right. Yeah. And then, and then tie these into like, you know, there was, I think there was, a, there was a number of studies that 
and, and also in terms of bias, right? If the majority of funding for circumcision comes from a country like the United States, where everyone is circumcised almost on birth, yeah. at birth, for no apparent reason. Yeah. There's no, you know. Uh, however, there's a difference between, like, uh, I read a study a while ago where uh, European doctors were saying that circumcision uh, is, is, you know, is not really medically sound. American doctors, you know, were saying that circumcision is a good thing. But it's like, these are cultural biases. You know, yeah. are, the, are these doctors circumcised themselves? Yeah. I mean, this is a crazy thing because we're just talking about, like, the male penis. Yeah. You know, dicks at the end of the day. But it's a, <laughs> but it tie, it, you know, culture, science, uh, where the money comes from. Um, yeah, who's funding it? Who's funding Who's paying it? you to say that shit at yeah, the end of the day? Exactly. Yeah. Also, like, Cause it, you know, it, so much of this voluntary, you know, the, this kind of circumcision in Africa is, is on black male bodies. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the HIV epidemic is most prevalent on most black prevalent people. in Africa, but yeah. it's mostly black people, from yeah. what I've been told. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, it, it's I just like interesting questions. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I've learned so much today. Well, well, good. Yeah, there's so I've... much that I didn't know, honestly. And then there's some of the articles that you send me that I didn't get a chance to go through. So, like, I'm learning it now as you say it. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I mean, I probably didn't go through all of them totally thoroughly. But yeah. I, I really encourage all of your listeners to, like, look at this stuff. Because it's interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it from this perspective of, I guess it's, well, it's just a conversation. Yeah, it but is. And like, these are, like, literally, like, over a glass of wine, over dinner kind of conversations. But it's stuff that, I mean, stuff that I've learned. Yeah. So it's definitely stuff that a lot of people are learning for the first time now listening to this. Totally. To and also film. for, like, your, you know, for your, for, your, for your listeners, both male and female, I mean, to ask yourself the question, like, um, is it worthwhile? It, um, what do I gain? What do I lose? Actually, maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it. What does the person being circumcised gain? What does the person being circumcised lose from the procedure? And that's not a question that people often ask themselves because it's it's just so like tradition, custom, religion, and all of these things that come to play. Yeah. It's just because I have been told to do it as right. opposed to it's my body and I should have a choice yeah. in it. So do I want to? And then what are the pros and what are the cons? Right. And, and at the end of the day, being able to, in modern, in modern Kenya, being able to make the decision for yourself. Yeah, and actually being able to talk about it. Yeah. You know, because I mean, like, what, uh, there, there was, I mean, just like, take it to the, to the extreme during post-election violence. Yeah. You know, there were stories that came out about uncircumcised, people from uncircumcised communities yeah. being held down and circumcised with horrific stuff like, you know, glass balls, et cetera, which sells great in the Western news media. I just remember that New York Times article, front page, uh, showed two communities, you know, shooting bows and arrows at each other, and it said, Kenyans uh, resort to Stone Age violence. Would you just, like, I mean, unpack the layers of, mm. of you know, how the West looks at Africa? Yeah. Probably a Jeffrey Gettleman article. Yeah, but <laughs> there's nothing but, new. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing new. It's also this relationship. And also, like, when you hear stories about, like, men being given... Uh, money or food to be circumcised, then you wonder about agency. Um, you talk about cultural hegemony. Mm. Talk about how, well, I should actually get circumcised in the hospital because, or from this NGO, because if I don't, I might just be dragged out of my house and circumcised by mm. my neighbors. He's <laughs> just like, all right, this is, this is getting, this is getting weird now. Yeah. As a community, as a society, what do we allow to happen? Where, where are we very modern? Where are we very, uh, or, or rather, 
traditional, yeah. so to speak. It, it's, I think it's like the difference of like individual and community, yeah. right? And where are those? Yes, that's exactly where are those connections. Yeah. yeah, and and also, I mean, just like bring it down to to the individual, you know, you know, it's just you know, if, if there's this idea that you know, you know, uh, let me talk about sensitivity. What you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, your friend um, could have been an experiment. You know, everybody's an experiment of one, mm. right? But if if just going back to the the how skin changes, right? Remove the foreskin. You know, keratization happens, um, and so skin that was once mucous membrane becomes uh, exterior, interior skin becomes mm-hmm. exterior skin mm-hmm. as a result of, you know, the mm-hmm. removal of another bit of skin. Yeah. Right. Sensitivity decrease. Possible. Possible. Um, also, um, also the foreskin, you know, acting as a natural lubricant. So, yeah. so here's an interesting thing: is like. If so much of the focus is on men, yeah. uh, what happens to women? So, like, in a perfect world, everybody would be using condoms, everyone would be tested, mm. everybody would know their status, mm. and everybody would screen their partners, mm. and everyone would play safe yeah. right, as much as possible. Right, in, in a perfect the ideal world. world. Nothing, no world isn't perfect. Of course. But the, idea, the question is, is, like, is someone who's circumcised, who has unprotected sex, um, and someone who is... Wait, not so. You said okay. circumcised and has unprotected sex versus somebody who's not circumcised. Uncircumcised and has okay. unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. It's like how much, how much, to be very like graphic, how much trauma is the vagina going to uh, encounter with an uncircumcised penis versus, versus a circumcised, circumcised penis? How much do you need? If the foreskin acts as a natural sort of lubricant, let's say, because of sliding tissue, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is safer for, for women who often have a higher rate of infection due to when HIV, yeah, when the HIV virus is exposed to air, it dies. Yeah. Right. And mm. so guys just have just from, you know, biology, you know, it's yeah. just very unfair. But yeah. you know, um, HIV virus on the outside of a penis probably gonna die pretty quick. Yeah. You won't have time to really, you know. Yeah, compared to inside a woman's vagina. Yeah, exactly. And so like talking about trauma, we were talking about lube earlier. You yeah. Know, how many couples need to use lubrication? If they're having unprotected sex. Yeah, and even like so first of all, lubrication is is a, is a is a whole conversation on its yeah. own because that also becomes like a taboo conversation. I had this uh, conversation with a friend of mine a few days ago, mm. and um, just like the thing for like, oh me, I don't eat lube, and and it becomes uh, that's not what the conversation is about. You know, we're not talking about whether you need it or not, and it's actually okay. It's okay if like you can't always be juicy. Totally. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, just you know, women's cycle. But also just conversations regarding sexuality, everything regarding sexuality is so almost um, very defensive. People just are like on the go, are defensive about things because we kind of want to come across a certain way. Ah. And you've encountered that a lot. Yes, of course. Since I started the podcast, there's a lot of it happening. And a lot of the time I just want to tell people it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. It Just being different doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just mm. means that, you know, that's just how you are. Yeah. I'm this way. I, I always feel the need, every time we're doing the podcast, I always feel the need to tell my experiences just so that other people mm. don't feel like um, they're, 
like left out or uh, like they're strange or like they're weird you know sorry. because my experiences are very left field and it's okay and you know it's fine to like this and it's okay to be like that and it's just the way we are we're just made different and if that's what you like then that's what you like and it's cool yeah. and we need to sort of start unlearning things we're not all just like missionary women getting married to men in the church and having kids and then you know that's just not how life is it's not we're not yeah. black and white we are actually mostly gray yeah exactly yeah. and rainbow and colored just, totally yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean talk about that especially in a in an environment where you know like you know we live in this uh you know <laughs> you know this, this smaller smaller circles that like everybody but we live in nairobi which is a pretty modern african city uh, we're having a conversation that you you could have sort of like in a bar in san francisco yeah. or a place in new york you know that's pretty uh it's a man and a woman talking to each other um in many in many places in the world this might be very taboo Right, um, you know, we we're, we're occupying a small sort of bubble of um, positive sexual sort of conversation, mm. right? Where it's very difficult to, or it could be very difficult to have this kind of conversation, you know, in more rural areas, yeah, yeah because it's uh, it, it's actually so, you know, talking about sex is so taboo, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I just think so. Like the the few stories, news articles I've read about, you know, circumcision's gone wrong. Right, that's that. You know, the question is, is or, you know, we're at it. We don't have that much data about how often this happens. Um, you know, is it better to get circumcised in the hospital where it's safer potentially, or you know, but but then again, if your community is not going to recognize you as being a man because you haven't done it the traditional way, you know, what what do you lose as a result? Um, and, or it, and is the perfect thing to do have the circumcisers be just be brought up to speed, because um, these guys want to do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're 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 transitioning uh, boys into men. Yeah. That is a, that's yeah. a, that is a huge deal. Yeah. And incredibly important. You know, the 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 most important time of. Uh, yeah, and significant. Uh, it's yeah. it it stays with you for the rest of your life. It's right. a very significant time in your life. Exactly. And the question is, I just want to add one yeah. other thing. Just you know, like a uh, food for thought mm. is. Um, if you get circumcised, are you going to have a smaller penis as a result? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I get it. And when you were circumcised, yeah. the difference between a 10-year-old and, an, and, and getting a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old, yeah. hormones, growth spurts, all these kinds of things. Yeah. Like, is there an optimal time period to be circumcised? Well, this is a nice kind of question to pose to our listeners out there. So, guys, please write to us, the spread Kenya at gmail.com, and let us know um, what your ex- personal experiences have been. Like, if you got circumcised as a child, if you got circumcised as a teenager, or if you then went and got circumcised as an adult. And then, for what reason and what your experiences are, sexual pleasure, as well as um, anything else that you've learned along the way. Thank you, Matthew. Sure, Cass. Thanks for having me on. Will you come back on the show? Only if there's chocolate. I'll think about it. Well, there's wine. Yeah, I can't drink wine. Just not for now. We'll drink wine later. (laughs) But thank you so much, guys. Please don't forget to follow us on all of our social media, the Spread Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Thank you so much again for being with us. And we'll see you next week. Bye.